0: and welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day, good week to you all. Today's show features Adrian Huffman, who works at the challenge course at Cornell University. So she's a real teacher, mentor, coach of team building and uh, emotional skills that, that go on in those settings. Since I met her a year ago, she struck me as someone who was very thoughtful, feeling, reflective, um, really working to, to build her wisdom, figuring it out and, and doing her homework. Part of my original interview with Adrian was featured in The Weather of the Mind, Episode 5, Habit of Self-Assessment. But today I really, um, really feature her and her responses to our talk. She has a lot of great insights and personal stories about her path and and how she's been forced to learn and deal with existential angst. And existential angst is something we don't talk a lot about, but we all deal with it to some extent. There are days when we're thinking, what is this life? What is this world? What am I doing? And that is existential angst, when just the foundations of life... Even if we have strong faith in God, science, or the other, there are still days where just life is kind of overwhelming. And it can overwhelm us with beauty, and it can overwhelm us with fear. And maybe they're two sides of the same coin. So let's jump into the interview with Adrienne Huffman. And here she is telling us about her first existential anxiety experience.
1: I remember my first existential crisis I don't know if I ever told you this But um, I was uh, It was Y2K mm-hmm. So I had just turned 10 mm. And It was New Year's Like celebration Uh, and we were outside my grandparents' place, and we, we had these, like, handmade, we'd made, like, sound makers, like, noisemakers to celebrate, and it had just struck midnight, we were making a lot of noise, and then suddenly, I was like, oh my god, it's already the year 2000, Ah. like- life is happening way too fast. Like, I I just mm. suddenly became aware of how fast life was happening and, like, how fast mm. time was moving. And I just, like, I started bawling. Mm. Like, I was so upset. Mm. And my dad, it was out of nowhere. One mm. minute I was like, yeah. And yeah. then suddenly this dread. And my dad was like, what is going on? Like, why are you upset? And I could not explain how terrified I felt of Mm. the pace at which life was just Mm. picking up and picking up and Mm. and suddenly I was I just felt like I was being rushed into something I just didn't know how to do yeah you know and there was this feeling of panic like I can't control I can't keep up with it and I cannot control or grasp what life is And this is an epiphany that I had when I was 18. I um, I was skiing in the Czech Republic. I was cross-country skiing. And I had been pretty depressed, especially because I had left the U.S. to be an exchange student, thinking that that would fix how I felt. I was really angry about how things were politically here and mm-hmm. how people were around me. And I just was like, screw it I don't want to be an American anymore I just want to go abroad and like be somewhere else and I went to the Czech Republic and I didn't feel better and I was like mm. wow I I came all this way and I'm still depressed like what is wrong with me and I realized like I had brought all of that with me it wasn't it had nothing to do with being wherever I was it just was I was carrying it and I was so I was skiing and i'd never gone cross country skiing before but i we skied to the top of this mountain mm. and then we were skiing down very gently it was along this like almost like a ridge and we were overlooking these valleys mm. and there was just this these snow covered mountains and the snow so this was where they they filmed the chronicles of narnia movie this was like the shumava mountains this was this region where they had filmed these stunning movies and it felt like that. It felt like we were in Narnia, these huge pine trees with feet of snow on each branch. And everything was sparkling and there was you know, just enough clouds in the sky for the sunlight to have texture. And I saw this like little glimpse of... Like Do you ever see in the sky there's sometimes like a very thin patch of cloud and the sun goes through it just at the right angle to create like a like a really bright rainbowy yep. iridescent spot. I know what you mean. I saw that. Mm. And and I like did a double take because my when I first saw it the first glimpse of it my mind registered the word mirror. And then I was like that's not possible. And I was like what? And I like yeah. did this double take and saw this really bright spot and like in a moment I had this this sense of awe that I was seeing all of this beauty and I was in this what my mind defined as a perfect moment my mind was Mm -hmm. like this moment is perfect there is nothing yes this is perfection this is the definition of a perfect visual experience and it was so perfect that Like, this, like, it was like a cog, like, this logical chain of events happened in my mind, all in, like, the course of a few seconds, where it was like, well, if this moment is perfect, then all the moments leading up to it have to have been perfect, because perfection cannot exist anywhere if it doesn't exist everywhere, because... You know, in order for me to get to this moment, all of those other moments were leading me up to it. So those moments must have been perfect, even though I couldn't perceive them as perfect in the moment. So, what is it that's making these moments not feel perfect? And then I realized that it was because I was trying to control them to be a specific way rather than being what they were. And that was a that all of that happened mm. in a few seconds just this moment of like oh my god i understand everything now Mm. like i understand why i've been suffering for this whole time and that happened when i was 18 so that was 11 years ago now Mm -hmm. and i forgot of course along the course of (laughs) life like i forgot how to like really feel that in my body but um this book brought me back to that like understanding that like yeah. even though I'm not always perceiving each moment as perfect it's perfect anyway my mind is getting in the way and trying to like force it into some specific direction though I mean, if anyone that's listening wants to know where to find the book yeah, you can go to divineopenings.com and the teacher's name is Lola Jones and she's like from Texas she's got a little bit of a southern twin she's mm. real like she's real sassy but she's very like bubbly and fun and yeah she's got horses and she's very chill very funny so yeah i mean the practices that she recommends in this book are very simple there's nothing there's nothing serious about it it's very practical it's about being able to live your life not you know sitting in a cave Right, isolating yourself from the world and being a monk—not that there's anything wrong with that—but sure. most of us don't want to live that lifestyle in mm-hmm. order to be spiritual or connected with ourselves. And um, it's just very—it's very practical and it's very—it's bringing it down to earth. Um, the one thing that I've really gotten um, a lot better at since I've been reading this book again is. getting into my body mm. and letting my emotions no longer have those words like you were saying yeah. like taking the words out of it and mm. actually feeling it as sensations in my body right it's like if you're angry or frustrated or you're like my mom calls it getting wrapped around the axle
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like really invested in something working out and my mind is churning on this thing I notice my muscles in my oh. my my upper back and my neck and my shoulders. All tensing up towards yeah. my face, and my face is all like ah. And I wrote down actually in a journal of, like earlier this year um, that when I'm when I'm tense like that, it feels like I'm trying to squeeze the last bit of toothpaste out. Hmm. But my body, my face is the opening of the toothpaste tube, and my body is just like
0: ah. yeah, yeah you're really know? tied up top. Yeah, I'm like
1: yeah. ah. And so if I notice I'm doing that, I try to I take the words out and I ignore them which I never thought I'd be able to do but I Mm -hmm. I've managed to figure out how to do that somehow that's huge and I just feel the muscles in my body and I try to like unclench them like Mm -hmm. a lot of tiny fists and then if I can relax the top part of my body I try to like go into like the lower parts of my body Mm -hmm. because that's really where the feelings exist the mind is like up here in the top like quadrant and then the feelings are really you get like a a feeling in your gut Mm -hmm. like you're like you feel like you got punched in the gut or like your heart flutters or something that like that nervous feeling where like Mm -hmm. i don't know something doesn't feel right or like i'm thinking something weird but i can't really put my finger on it but like it's making my heart like do a little thing like, that's all important information. hmm And, uh, so if you can, like, practice, I'm just practicing more and more, like, trying to stay out of this part of me and get down into this part of me. And yeah. it's been really good, because I feel so much more calm and, like, just... Allowing things to be the way they are. And I emailed my mentor about it. And then shortly after, I was listening to a webinar on the website. And I just felt this like, oh...
0: Like I felt like a little,
1: like there was a little piece of me that was sad for some reason. And I was like, oh, and I just felt it. And then I like it moved and I felt just these tingly like waves of bliss. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, it's as simple as that. Like not running away from how you're feeling, but like just feeling it and having that kindness for yourself. Yeah like you would have for a baby.
0: Right. Like you like if you had a
1: baby that was crying, yeah. you wouldn't be like get out of here like and throw it out the window. Put it
0: in a different. I don't thing. want
1: you crying around me. Like you would hopefully you would be like, "Oh, what do you need?" You mm-hmm. need do you need milk? Do you need do you need to be do you need your back rubbed? Do you need to be like cradled? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Are you cold? And you would like you would you know, embrace that baby, even though it was like really uncomfortable, and maybe hurts your ears to hear mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. And and so often we treat ourselves in the opposite way that we would treat a sweet little baby or child. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, kindness really needs to be extended to yourself. Um, more than you
0: think. Well, there you have it. Be kind to others, but also let's not forget, be kind to ourselves. Well put, well put. Thank you, Adrian, for a great, so many great thoughts and insights and stories. Check out weatherofthemind.org for all the episodes. Everyone, keep living and learning. Have a great week. Bye-bye.